All right, here we go. Another episode, episode 24 of the Off Script Podcast with Lance and Eric. I'm in Atlanta. Lance is in Houston. We're catching up post Thanksgiving. Lance and I have very different feelings about Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about that a little bit. He's going to help me order some Chinese food while we're on the pod. How to talk to your kids about drugs. And while we're on the point of kids, we're going to talk about our kids' power rankings. Do you power rank your children? That always changes, but think about that for a minute. Where does each of your kids lie in the power rankings? All right. This is uh, one more quick hitter with just Lance and I. And then after that, we are going to get going uh, back with some guests. We got great guests coming up the next few weeks. So uh, enjoy this one and uh, we'll see you next week. Put that coffee down. That's a clown question, bro. Yeah, I've never been in jail, have you? You've never been in jail. Never been in jail. Uh, I'm not going either. I've already made a declaration and a decision. You're not going? Nah, I don't really have any interest. You're I too mean, old for jail. I mean, I've already thought about it. If I went to jail, I would try to be that sage guy that would help you know, other prisoners get out of... Like, I would look, I would read through mm, books, but... You're not old enough for that. You're not Morgan Freeman yet. I know. You think you're going to be like... Morgan, are you better yet? You're going to be the guy that carry that hides the bird in his jacket <laughs> from Charles. You're not that fucking not old, that old either. I'm, no. not Morgan, I'm not Morgan Freeman. I mean, I could do some Andy Dufresne stuff, I suppose, but mm, I don't not really olden. want. I just don't that, want to do that much stuff. Like, yeah, I'd rather give them vocal advice. I don't want to have to read. I don't want to have to write things out, file if different went, motions. I don't want to do all that shit. No, if you went to jail, you would immediately have to be like, hey, I know Deshaun Watson. You'd have to like start like talking about people you knew and just hope to God that kept you alive. When you're look at you talking, you would be immediately in protective custody. I already told you. We call I already told you what I do. I would tattoo my face and eat my own poop. I mean, that's a move. That's I would be move. the craziest guy you've. Yeah, there'd that's be none of move. that. You know, yeah. I used to get. Um, I used to get letters when I was at at six ten, like back in, God, man, probably like seventeen years ago on the radio. I would get this letter from an inmate, Fe- and female? it was no a letter, no a full. I know. Letter. I. I I know a letter, but females can write. Lance. Oh, female! No, no, no! God, dude. you're like I really. You said, no, I thought you said email. I no, didn't. I said female. No, what are you? And so you tense about? assuming that females can't write? You said no, a letter. Tense. You're really. You you're are. Really I'm just the envelope today, Eric Layden. I'm, I'm just telling you. Really? I watched this video, and I am. I have got. I am easily triggered right now to what could and couldn't be labeled harassment yeah i can tell i can tell you're really uh you're really on top of your game here uh, your harassment game listen yep. this guy would send an e uh, send a, a mail a, a handwritten letter and mm-hmm. uh i don't know i probably got like three of them from the guy mm-hmm. and it was and he listened to the show and he's me and john's show and it was you know i was thankful but it's still a little bit weird and disconcerting some of you don't even know is sending you a letter from jail 
addressed to you at a radio station, it's mm-hmm. still a little like when I get out, I would love to, you know, maybe come work for you guys. Like, oh, I just is no, I just don't want this this much oh, on my plate. You had yeah, a little fan and it made yeah, you nervous. I didn't I didn't want that much on my plate. I'm I like mean, it's not like he wrote you at home. Listen. No, but he knew. He wrote how you at to, the radio station. Yeah, he did, but still, I mean, I. You know, there circle, are good people that are incarcerated. Like, yeah, I know, but my circle's kind of small. Yeah, obviously, you have a small circle of, you know, uh, social awareness. Uh, no, well, you are. How long was this video you watched? <laughs> About an hour and a half. I feel like I could teach it. Yeah, I can tell you were you were really you got, dude. I'm quarantining in a room in Atlanta. I got nothing to do. You got a lot of you got a lot to say about this uh, this video. So, did you? Uh, so, so did you spend Thanksgiving with your? Um, well, obviously your immediate family. You weren't in Atlanta at that time, right? Or were you? No, no, I was not in Atlanta. I could be in jail right now. Actually, I could. I am a hardened criminal in the eyes of Gavin Newsom. Uh, I had another household at my Thanksgiving. Oh my um, God. You, and this is before you saw your video though, that you had about harassment or whatever. No, 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 no. Those are two different things like harassment. I didn't harass anybody during Thanksgiving. I just didn't follow the orders of our psychopathic American psycho governor. Boy, he does have an American psycho look, doesn't he? What was that That character's name? Uh, Bateman. Jason Bateman. No, no, no. Jason Bateman's the actor. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, um, But but the but the character's name. It is. It is something Bateman. Bateman. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. You're right. And he does have that slick back hair. Like he's got the look. He's he's got the Hollywood look. It's perfect for California. I mean, you have to admit that Gavin Newsom has the look of a Californian. There's no question about that. The yeah. problem is he also when, has the look of a fucking asshole. Well, when you that is the problem, when you are telling people that they can't do this and they can't do that, and then you're posting up at French Laundry, that's a yeah. really bad look. Patrick that's, Bateman. Patrick Bateman. There it is. That yeah. is a really when Governor Bateman is posting up at French Laundry in Yountville. Yountsville, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. with at Thomas Keller's restaurant, yeah. um, and then telling you, no, do not, do not eat turkey together. That is uh, highly hypocritical. There's a great Onion article that talked about him being at French Laundry, but it it took the best track ever because it didn't talk about the fact that he's just a total hypocrite. Yeah. It talked about the fact that how lame it was that he was a French laundry when there's so many newer, better, higher Michelin <laughs> rated like restaurants that he could have been at. Yeah. Like that it was that he was there like 10 years too late. Yeah. Yeah, I thought great. it was I thought it was good when we went. I didn't think it was the best restaurant I've ever been to, but you could tell. I mean, it was really really good, but it's also not something you do when you're in the middle of a pandemic, uh, when you're yeah, telling you're people governor. not to go in and you're the governor, the governor just probably shouldn't go there very much ever. You know, when you've got zillions of homeless people, did you hear what the uh, mayor of Austin did? What did he, what did he do? Oh, uh, it's pretty sweet. Similar, similar last month. He filmed a, um, a Facebook message mm-hmm. telling people in Austin, listen, we cannot take this lightly. You need to be careful. Stay home. 
be careful. You know, we cannot, we cannot, you know, ease up on this. This is really mm-hmm. serious. It was a mm-hmm. Facebook video that he was shooting from Cabo on vacation. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course he was. The ultimate do as I say, not as I do. And listen, we all have those. I mean, if you have kids, your whole, everything you do with your kids is do as I say, not as I do. Like you don't want your kids to do what you did. You you definitely By don't the way, want to. I'm down for him to go to French Laundry. Go. Go to French Laundry. Just don't talk, tell me I can't have Thanksgiving. Right. You don't want to do that. Have you ever talked? How are you gonna how are you gonna talk to your kids about COVID drinking, drugs, sex, just all that stuff? If your kids start dropping those questions on you, are you gonna lie to them or are you gonna tell them the no. truth about whatever they ask? Well, lie in what way? Like if they ask me, well, if they say, like, "Dad, did you ever do this? Dad, did you ever do that?" Oh, sure, I'll tell them the truth about that. You will, but I will. But I'll also, when they're old enough, book a flight to Vancouver, BC. Oh, this is my favorite. Head right over to Gastown, yep, and just walk them around the block of Hastings and Maine, so they can see people shooting up in their thighs, shooting up in their arms, and just show them just so they, they can have a mental picture of what it looks like when you turn into a junkie and, uh, and say, look, if, if this is the road you choose to go down by all means, uh, I hope you don't, but this is where it's going to lead to. That's always the key move is to throw the most extreme examples yeah. in your kid's face. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. I totally yeah. agree with like, I like to tell my kids and you know, when my kids are complaining, I, I have done this before. I will literally lay out the life of, of a kid living in inner city Chicago and the dangers and having to duck gunfire and sometimes join gangs just to stay alive. Like I will throw the most difficult, challenging childhood ever at them. And then, and then ended up with, and you're sitting here complaining about Brussels sprouts. What, Mm -hmm. what a sad, sad house this is that this is what we're doing. See, the next step is to literally fly them out to LA and just drop them in South central and leave them there for the night to fend for themselves. Yeah, that sounds, now I noticed that your, um, Vancouver trip with your kids did not Mm -hmm. involve leaving them there. To fend for themselves. It it depends at what level we're at, you know, it depends on what stage we're at. Yeah. Do you, do you ever think that I do worry a little bit about like Oregon, right? They're saying, okay, every drug is legal. We're not going to criminalize it. Knock yourself out. I'm sorry. I've heard this. I've got a friend who is a, an assistant DA and and he's all for decriminalizing like all drugs Uh and saying, look, use the money for treatments, this, but here's the thing. A lot of junkies and a lot of people who use don't want treatment. They're not going to search out treatment. And I just feel like, I just feel like this is a really bad move to just cut loose with everything and say, oh, it's not criminalized anymore. I don't, people act like, well, in Sweden, they do this or in another country. Let me tell you what I never want to hear. What works in other countries? Because the next time you find another country that's anything like this crazy fucking country, let me know. Because what works in another country doesn't mean one single bit 
to me here in the United States, because that that has nothing to do with what will or won't work in our country. Yeah. So like they just want to turn Oregon into into Amsterdam, basically. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I guess so. Or Iowa. Um, I mean, I guess. Well, they've talked about cocaine, meth, all this stuff. And like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you do realize there's going to be a lot of crime that comes with it. That's just sure. That's part of the deal. But I really do feel like Portland is becoming Amsterdam. There's well, almost no I, I will rules anymore in Portland. Like almost okay. none. Okay. I'll, I'll say this. I spoke with a friend of mine who lives in um he lives outside of Portland. His daughter lives in Portland. Mm-hmm. And the news has covered that, yes. that area in a way that makes it seem a lot bigger and grander than it is. And I that, heard that the wasn't same the thing. case. I mean, it's basically three square blocks. I heard the so, exact same thing from my yeah. friend who works at Adidas that the downtown, downtown area has been, you know, but the rest of Portland isn't like that so much but i can tell you from being there three years ago though eric it was you know i broke up a homeless fight like i couldn't believe the amount of homeless that were there now versus 2013 versus 2017 it was substantial and it's because of the law about you can post up and sleep anywhere you want yeah we're friends uh yeah yeah, i don't know what the rules called but that's la that's austin now yeah and you better have a plan because it can go sideways on you pretty quickly. How was your Thanksgiving? Were you was, were you I, doing illegal activities like me? Ooh. Having illegal gatherings? Oh, illegal activities. No, uh in Texas we are we were allowed to um have Thanksgiving. As, as a matter of fact, in Texas, there was a nightclub here that had a concert with 800 people at it the other day. <laughs> oh, very well. <laughs> like nobody would ask and like, why are you guys trying to screw everything up for us? Why? What? I, I can drive by. I can drive by bars and quote unquote restaurants here that just are packed, are packed. And I'm just thinking, can you assholes please not get us in trouble? Can you please not get Sylvester Turner to like, all right, we got to shut this down some. There's got to be a middle ground here. There's got to be a, a a way that we can approach this in which we can still eat outside. Where you cannot, you're not getting, I mean, you're just not getting COVID outside. Our, 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 this is what I don't understand. I'm a middle ground person. I feel like most of America is middle ground. Why the hell are we living in these extremes where people, it's like either a shit fest, 900 people at a little baby concert. Who is uh, little baby? Well, he's, first of all, you called him little baby and that's your uh, first mistake. It's oh. little baby. Gotcha. Copy okay. that. Like Lil, Lil, uh, like all the Lil's. Been, Lil Pump, yeah. Lil Pump. Lil's Lil Pump. Yeah. I heard about Lil Pump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so, uh, Lil does baby. that mean there, is there a big baby? Uh, I think maybe his, his big brother who passed away might've been big baby. He's Lil was baby. He, was he, I don't know a, if he was baby. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Lil baby is a hip hop artist. How did you, are you sure you don't know him? Um, he wasn't a, he's not a cello player named Lil Baby. So, and there's not that many people who go to cello concerts anyway. Let's be they honest. They do not. They do not. So, um, yeah, there's that. Or there is, let's shut everything down. Like, 
I, I certainly agree with you. There needs to be a middle ground. We've been fairly lucky in Houston, at least that we have had, um, a, a middle ground and, and we're not completely out of our heads, although we are seeing these, you know, these, these type of, uh, gatherings that, that you know, that, that has been out there, but I don't think Houston will get shut down. I think, I think we're okay from that standpoint. As far as Thanksgiving was concerned, took the kids and the family up and saw my, uh, my mom and my dad up in, uh, New Braunfels. Uh-oh. Listen, can you hear it? If you listen, you can hear 700 people in the background. The other hundred are out in the bathroom line. All I see right now is is two two guys in souped up like Acuras doing donuts in the middle of a parking lot and then yeah. having a circle dance battle. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's, so that's little baby. Thank you. I just needed to educate. Myself. Yeah. No. You're on. Now you're on little baby, and that's why yeah. 800 people turned out to the concert because they wanted to see what was up because they yeah. watch videos like you do there in in your hotel room. Um, I'm not a Thanksgiving guy. I don't care about, I, I don't like Turkey. I don't care about Turkey. The sides are all right. I love the desserts. I'd rather do steak or brisket or something. I really like to mm. eat, you know, I just don't, I don't care about, a the, the, what about the meaning behind Thanksgiving? Well, depending on who you are. Um, <laughs> I mean, because yeah. I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. No, yeah. it is. I love Thanksgiving. Okay, why do you love it so much? With some I, of it, the football? It's the whole ritual. You know, like I like the family together all day, the chaos of it, the uh, waking up in the morning, uh, flag football, and then coming home and, you know, everybody's in the kitchen cooking a massive meal, eating just obscene amounts of food wait wait wait, wait, wait. Food, hold on by the way is this laden family or is this the big night like are you doing is this are you playing you this out through well no. it sounds like a movie like it's a movie of an italian no, this, family this doesn't no, no, sound no, no. like this it's is, really this is you. my this is absolutely the way okay we let it. me say it. so we wake up in the morning and it's the big family and we go out and play football we come back everyone's cooking in the kitchen and we're so sampling the, the foods we're yes. all together we undo our pants and and unbuckle <laughs> our belts while the red sauce is on our shirts okay Are you sure I this mean, isn't or it's the big night remember the big night with um the actor uh What's his name? Where he's the he's opening his restaurant. He's got the first night that he's opening a restaurant. Well, anyway, it, that no. sounds like you took a scene from The Sopranos. I'll be honest. Okay, that is how I like to do Thanksgiving. The kids play a little flag football in the morning. I go. We have a little coffee. We come home. We play around. Everybody's like in the kitchen, kind of like nipping at the food that's already done. And my wife's yelling at me like, it's not ready yet. It's not ready. And then one o'clock run 30 rolls around. We have a massive lunch and then, you know, we watch football, have, have left, have the same exact food for dinner yes. that night. Yeah. Um, well, that's cause like, you're white. It's just cold. Turkey. You're a white guy. I'm yeah. a white guy. This okay. is what we do. And see, this has come up on the radio years ago. And I'm also, I just want to say, I also like Thanksgiving because it, it reminds me of family and home and being extremely grateful for everything that I have. I know that that's probably Sounds very so triggering corny. to people. Yeah. No, I, like I think people all. are probably triggered I don't by like that. This at all. But I feel extremely grateful. 
So yeah, that's where I am. Okay. You're grateful that you stole the land from the natives. Exactly. Here we go. go. Really cool. Um, What reminds you, does the turkey remind you of how you roasted them, the Native American people and stole their land? Okay, great, Eric. No, it reminds me of my mom's turkey when I was a kid. Wow. What a serious answer you gave to a more serious question that should have deserved, frankly, a more serious answer than you gave it. It's not about food. Okay. It's about cultures. It's about you stealing an entire culture, the Italian people. No. With your story that you just told me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let me, so let me, let me hit you with this. Right. So, um, obviously yours sucks. No, I, I, well, just well, not special. Well, let me just no. I'm just not a Thanksgiving guy, but I, right. I do have like I do like elements of it. I just don't have a real tight knit family. Uh, my wife had a big family, and they used to do uh-huh. a lot of stuff. And they don't do it as much together. I know my wife will. You also don't podcasts. like your family. No, I like my family. I like I my mean, but extended you don't, but family. You don't love your family. No, I do. But you just get more excited about family time. Listen, at, let's throw about three more kids on you. And let's wait about another five years and let's just, that's a, let's that's see what a happens. problem, Jim. That's I don't a call it a problem. problem. I call it blessings. It's okay. a me well, blessing. Well, I mean, I don't have five kids for a reason. I don't want five kids. I get two well, kids. Okay. I'm not allowed to say anything beyond that. I love all my okay. kids. Cause if I told my wife, <laughs> if I've ever done that, like we played the game. Well, I played the game. She does not like this game where mm-hmm. I say, can you, if we didn't have any kids right now, do you think we'd be living in New York or where would we be living? I, I hate when you say this. It makes it sound like you hate having kids and you hate your family. I'm like, no, I'm just playing. This is just like just that's a, working that's a, it out in my head. But that's a realistic hypothetical that you yes. can just play a game like it's not I think happening. That's a wonderful thing to play. Yeah. What's, what's where would you be? It's just alternate universe. I, I know where you would. I know where you wouldn't be. Where? Houston. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. No, I know you wouldn't. Probably wouldn't. We would we'd be on the road taking, you know, like in my 30s, I would have gone and taken another job somewhere else so we could have experienced another town. We we probably would have lived in Chicago by now, for sure. We have very good friends who live you'd there. You'd be living in Denver. That's where you'd yeah, be living. Maybe so. That's where I put you. I put maybe you in so. Denver. I think I might have lived in three different places by now. You'd be doing you'd be doing radio in Denver. Maybe you'd be calling the Bronco games. Yeah. And who knows? And your wife would be hiking every day. Yeah. And so happy about it. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't be in a dark office with your white button down hanging from the Venetian blonde. You can't see it, but okay. You can say <laughs> you can say what's in the background. Because Here. you would have a background of mountains and you'd be on your porch right now. Right. Sipping on a hot toddy. Yes. And yeah. everything I'm saying right now, I feel like is gonna draw a small tear. From it's, your eye. it's hurting me and you knew what you were doing and it's hurting me. But here's the thing. My wife is going to listen to this because I already know when she listens to this, she's going to say, why would you say that? You don't like being with Eric has Thanksgiving the way it should be with family. Like she's going to listen to you saying your Thanksgiving. And when you were saying that she was like, that's what I want. We're not close enough as a family. We don't do things. We don't that. So you're going to get me bitched out just for you trying to brag about your Thanksgiving and how love and family and charity and thankfulness and all this. You're going to say all that crap. You're going to get me in trouble. And in the meantime, I'm sitting here telling you a real story. Like sometime I like to play a game called alternate universe where I just say, what if we didn't have kids? And then she'd say, 
or I'd say, what if we just had two kids and, and they're getting ready to graduate or whatever the case may be. And then she goes, which ones do you want to get rid of? Oh, which ones, that's do you, a good which ones would you like to get rid of? And I said, no, and do, do you, you have want an answer? an answer? I mean, I'm not going to have it. one. No, I'm not going to. You don't have to answer it, but no, it you changes. have one. My power rankings change all the time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, it literally can who change. Who is on the top of your power rankings right now? Um, Right now. Oh, man, that's so tough. I know. My oldest son just asked me to send him $450 to help cover rent for him mm. because he's got to, uh, he's not yet making money at his at his restaurant job he just got while he's going to firefighter school. I was going to say Drake might be at the top, but then he also had a $2,100 emergency bill. So financially mm. you can put the financial things can knock you out of the, out of the top. Oh, oh for easily. sure. It's oh, people. Yeah. I probably it's going to be my, it's either Mason or my daughter. One of those two. One of those two, but it's, they're all jumbled. I up. know mine immediately. There is no thought. We only have two. That's right. So okay, it throw your wife in there. Throw your wife in there. Nah, I don't need to one? do it. No, Stormy. Stormy's ahead of your wife? Yeah. Why? Oh, I mean, the guy's just so easy. He's so chill. Stormy's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. He'll yeah. just, he crushes it. Every day he crushes it. There's yeah. never an issue, you know? Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to have a kid with no issues. I mean, he just crushes it. He, I've had he, one every day kid. He wakes limited. up and he's like, "This is a great day." Oh, and he changes man. seven times a day, and he loves school. And you know, he's just uh, he dominates. And he's like the kind of kid that I can just like, like if I'm like, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta get stuff done," he'll go play like by himself for like three hours. None of this sounds familiar, except changing seven times a day. Max is hard headed and that's your old, you know, yeah. And, and it's just a different deal. I love him equally. Yeah. But he, but stormy, stormy crushes on the power ratings. I don't know what a, I don't know what an easy, kid let me is. give you, though, I don't know but what let that me, is. let me just for Nicole, if she is listening, let me just put a little bit of stuff into perspective here. Okay. Um, I have a, I don't want to call it the luxury of, but there are times when it can be seen as a luxury of having time away from my family. So it's very different than your job. You know, I leave for periods on end, right? I'm gone. Um, mm -hmm. I'll be gone for, um, you know, three, like right now I'm in Atlanta for a week. Right. And then I'm going to, you know, come back to Atlanta for another two weeks and then back and forth. I was in Hawaii for two weeks. I go to Vancouver for six months and Orlando for six months. And so that time away. Absence say, makes a heart grow fonder. I want to be there. I want to be part of the family. I'm a hundred percent in because I know there's times where I'm a hundred percent out. And so that's a, that makes a huge difference. And that's, you know, that I think that that's one of the reasons why I have the picture perfect Thanksgiving and you don't. Well, I mean, we just have, we just deal with four kids who are, uh, who are home right now. I have a total of five before who are home. Yeah. I mean, it's just, different. I can't imagine if you had to leave for two weeks. Um, I have done it before and my wife is, I mean, my, what happens? 
Well, not two weeks, but no, I I'm have... talking to like, what if you had a six month job like I do in Orlando oh, oh, and man. you had to just come back every three or four days? Like you'd come back every 10 days. You'd come back for like two days. Well, you know, it's funny. I almost took a job in San Francisco to do a yep. radio show in San Francisco back in 2014. And we talked about it and I would have had to have gone in September to start it off literally as, as, uh, what is it? Labor day, Memorial day. What's it's. Uh-huh. Which is the one I in always August get those, or September? I get yeah. those confused. That's Memorial I Day, I think. I think it's Labor Day. Okay. Yeah, I think it is Labor Day. So anyway, I would have started like right after Labor Day, and her and the family would not have come until sometime after she the ran her very first marathon, the Houston Marathon, oh. in January. Of course. So she would have had – that was her very first marathon she was training right. for. So that would have been um, you know, four months five months of not seeing each other well, except you whenever commuted. I flew. Yeah, I would have flew home, but I couldn't do it a lot because, you know, I, I've got to learn. Fly home I would on have Friday after the, after the show and, then and come back on home Sunday night. Not every week, but no, not every week, but every other week. That's what I do. Yeah. Two times a month. I would have seen her. It would have been, yeah, it would have been tough. Two out of 31 days. It would have been, yeah. it would have been a challenge um, for her. Yeah. You know, not as much for me. But I would I would have missed those guys. But yeah, it's uh, it, it it we did talk about it, and that is that is a big challenge when you have that many kids. And at that time, we had five living in the house because I ended up turning it down. And that was one of the things that played into it a little bit. I just thought it sure. would have been really, really tough. But um, yeah, leaving and coming back does give you a little bit of a reset. Yeah. but it's tough it for does. the people who are at home taking care of. At least if you have a tumultuous house, it can yeah. be tough on them. I mean, you know, it can be really tough. No, That's hard. why I'm a proponent of earlier it's bedtimes. absolutely hard. There's My no doubt. My wife lets the kids stay up until like 10. I'm like, no. You got to We're, get them to bed at 9. We start the process at 6.30. Yeah. And they are usually in bed between 7.30 and 8. Yeah, because you get your time back. Yeah. You got to have your know, time. There's no 10. I mean, maybe if we have people over on a Friday night, kids are watching a movie or whatever, they're up till 10, but no. Okay. So I like to watch, I like to unwind and watch shows, right? That's what I like to do. And um, I watched Queen's Gambit. Fantastic. Loved, Loved it. it. Watched every episode. Yeah. It was fantastic, wasn't it? It was awesome. Really, she's a really good actress. It was well written. They handled the chess stuff great. Um, I'm not a yep. big chess player, but I read about Gary Kasparov was brought in as a as a technical director on the chess mm-hmm. stuff, and he wanted things to. He said, "Look, there'll be a lot of chess people watching this, and we need to make this legitimate." And yep. so they did a they did a really great job with that. Um, they captured the time. They really captured that time frame really well too. I thought they did a nice job with that. And then the ability. So did they CGI the girl? Because it started off with the really young girl, right? Mm-hmm. Who was the girl. But then they only used one other actress, the one who plays the role. But That's when right. she's supposed to be like 15, <coughs> she That's has her. these really skinny legs in one scene and then they probably just gauze her skin a little bit and uh, yeah that, but that's she has these actress. skinny legs and then she's got a more voluptuous body I when feel she's like you're walking into a trap here i, I don't no, know i don't think it's be, no i don't think it's i'm just a saying trap. i watched an hour and a half of a video today and where you're headed yeah no it's not necessarily safe it's no not no safe. i get it i get it i'm just i'm wondering from a hollywood standpoint did they maybe 
make her where there are things they did CGI wise to make her body type look younger, like a, like a 14 year old, because it is the same actress and she definitely is much more womanly later in the yeah, show. With, I think I'm, yeah. I'm okay with on all makeup, the stuff I've said, right? Like, I, I think you're okay. You're, you're yeah. treading in dangerous territory, but, yeah. but, but there was yes. nothing in that. I just said that would have got me in trouble on your video, right? I don't think so. No, right. I don't. I don't love the word voluptuous, but you know, I feel like that's a little triggering. But yeah. we can move on. Okay. Um, I, yeah, that that was the same actress. They use listen. They use makeup and wardrobe and the haircuts, uh, are lighting and shadowing and all sorts of different things that they can do to to help that out. Um, but but yeah, I loved it. I thought one thing that I was really blown away with was how well. Like you mentioned, they approached the chess because they had to show so many games and keep tension. And there was a couple times like when she played Billy for the second time and they built all the way up to it and you saw his first move and then immediately cut to them in the bar and they were talking about how she won. And yeah. I liked that. Like I didn't I need did to too. see the match. You know, there were certain times where they would cut away to her talking about the match and and then we'd learn about what happened, but I didn't need to see the match. There were certain matches, of course, that we wanted to see, but I didn't need to see all of them. Okay, they did a great job. So they really did. So the actor who played Billy, do you know who he is? Yeah, he was on Game of Thrones. He was also the child in Love Actually. He's worked That's forever. That's exactly right. That's exactly who he is. Mm -hmm. And uh, speaking of Love a Actually. British guy with a great, he had an impeccable Oh, American accent. A great American accent. I you know, feel like his American accent was on par with my British accent. Like, like we were on the same. You going to build a fire? Are you yeah. building a fire? Exactly. The way he said that like that yeah. with his cowboy hat. He was a yeah. good character. He was based on the only one. You know, it's a completely fictional story, even though it feels like it's based on a real story. It always bums people out to find out that there's not a real person. I thought it, I thought it felt like, you know, based on the true story of whatever. Um, yeah. But he was loosely based upon Bobby Fisher. Now, not, you know, not the clothing and all that stuff. Just the fact that he was the a attitude savant. and he was young and a savant and kind of, right. yeah. So that was, I thought that was really cool. Speaking of um, love, actually mm -hmm. Hugh Grant in love, actually yep. Hugh Grant also in the undoing. I finished watching the undoing. Have you seen that? Okay, I have not watched it yet. I've heard from a trillion people. Yep. I am waiting so that when I get home, I can watch it with my wife. Okay. Um, so I have not watched The Undoing yet. I will say that that Love Actually is my wife's favorite movie, and we have to watch it minimum two times through over every holiday season. So I am a fan of that genre. Um, it's a guilty pleasure. I like Bridget Jones' Diary. Love Actually, uh, Notting Hill, they're all fine. Hugh Grant, it is amazing that Hugh Grant, who is the most proper of the British actors, right? He's just, mm -hmm. he's got the look, he's got the, 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 the way that he speaks, his intonation, everything feels like proper British and in Love Actually, or is it Notting Hill? Which one's the one with, uh, with, um, um, Oh, pretty Ooh. lady, a pretty uh, woman. <laughs> God, what's her name? 
I'm actually going to let you do this. No, Julia. So yes, Roberts. Yeah, Julia Roberts. So <laughs> it's that, Love Actually. That I one's mean, Love it's, Actually. Uh, Notting, uh, no, it's Notting Hill. Okay, it's Notting Hill where she's the star and he's just a simple yeah. British guy. So that feels like the everyman Hugh Grant that women would love. Here's the real thing, though. When he's in Bridget Jones, he's a creep. Um, he's been a creep in, in multiple movies, and he's a creep in this movie, too. Uh, Do you think he's show. a creep in real life? No, I don't think he is. But I think it's interesting that he really can play. I think it's the I think it's the duality of this of this smart British proper narrative that we give him and that and that he you, he carries forward in these shows and then when he turns into an asshole that's that you know that's that duality that really that really plays well cuz he's a really good bad guy like Hugh Grant is a really good bad guy in anything and everything that he's ever been a jerk but that's in, because he bad well. guys are also more scary when they're good guys Right when they're not so evil and twisting the mustache, uh-huh. right? Like that makes them more scary when they're actually good people. Well, I don't think he was a good person in Bridget Jones. I don't mean like a good person, a good character, but not so on the nose. Yeah, okay, evil. that's true. That's yeah, what, that's what I'm getting at. Yes, I, I think the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate would be like if like Hugh Grant got COVID and knew he was going to die. Now this is not good news to anybody. <laughs> right. But, but let me just preface this like, yeah, or ahead. something. And he yeah. knew he had like a week to live uh-huh. and he decided to do an interview with like, I don't know who's the top interviewer these days. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he gets like Oprah. On okay. A one-on-one. Oprah. Okay. okay. And he decides to do his final interview. And during his final interview, he just drops the accent and it turns out he was from like Oklahoma the whole time. What a what? Like would what that a be twist. amazing? What a like, twist like, that would like, be. It would be like the limp in usual suspects. Yeah. Like times a trillion. It would be the like Kaiser Soze, yeah. When the foot Hugh straightens Grant, out. Like, had pulled that on us forever. And Chaz Palmentari, that son of a bitch. Hugh Grant's had us fooled this whole time. <laughs> yeah. He's like looking at different things and uh, hey, I'm about to order some DoorDash, some Chinese food. What's your go-to? I'm thinking about a little uh, General Tso's. Yeah, it's simple. It's, it's you easy. know, a I little I mean, nobody sweet. can really fuck that up, right? No, it's, no, it's, yeah. I mean, our country does it better than anybody because we've invented it. But right. um, I always like garlic. When you deal with Chinese food and you and you mm-hmm. deal with garlic, um, I also, I'm like not as big a chicken? fan as, yeah, garlic chicken's good. A lot of times when you have multiple meats, I think pork is always good from uh, uh, Chinese, better than beef, but the chicken's good. The beef is always that flat, what's hammered your, out what's beef. Your, right. What's your feeling on uh, steamed dumplings? Yes, I'm a big or fan. dumplings in general. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. I don't think about them a whole lot, but we got a place here that is uh, uh, Mala Sichuan, which is a, a Sichuan restaurant that has just fantastic dumplings so but i don't oh, really oh, search them out in other flag. places big red flag what? i'm on doordash and this chinese restaurant is offering as a side french fries no and here's why that's not a i would not consider that a red flag they're catering to clientele that's all mm-hmm. i think it is you're in atlanta it's going to be a little funkier 
I would tell you that I would not consider that. Now, why are you doing DoorDash instead of Uber Eats? Is there a reason? No, I just... You, you know, just usually use DoorDash? I just DoorDash because I... Yeah. Did you even look at the rating of this place? Uh, 4.8. On DoorDash? Yeah. Yeah. Then what are you worried about the French fries for? Are you going to order I, them? No. No. I just... You know, anybody... Any Chinese restaurant that's like, you know, throwing fries in there, I'm just like, man, I don't know how legit you are. All right. Let me ask so, you. Do they have macaroni and cheese in there? They do, they do not. Does it have pizza rolls? No. Okay, you're mm-hmm. fine. I've okay. I've gone to a Chinese I went to a Chinese buffet 20 years ago mm-hmm. that had <laughs> macaroni and cheese. It yeah. had pizza. It had it was the most like they were searching for every type of food choice. Here's some spaghetti. Here's a taco. Like listen, you're either a Chinese buffet or you're not. You can't be an international buffet. We're not doing international buffet. You're calling yourself a Chinese buffet. Be a Chinese buffet. Similarly, in in the Galleria, which is a big shopping place here um, in Houston, right? You go to the food court. There is two Chinese places. They put them right next to each other. It is literally a battle to see who will get you to try their orange chicken and their bourbon chicken. I mm-hmm. mean, it is a fight to the finish between these two stalls right next to each other, hawking, you know, calling out to people to bring them over. Four stalls down, there's a place now called Chino Cuba. And the reason they call that, it's Chinese Cuban fusion. There is nothing that's Cuban at this place. There is no Cuban sandwiches. There is no pastele. There is nothing that's Cuban. Nothing. It's all Chinese food. But I'm thinking there is some type, there's something there that that says you can't have a certain amount of Chinese restaurants. So they throw in there, oh, we do Cuban also. And so but really they, it's Chinese. Yeah, they get through on a technicality because they have the right. same orange chicken bourbon chicken they have the same stuff that the other places have too i are you a bourbon you, chicken guy uh it's a little too sweet yeah i'm a i'm an orange chicken guy i'm a bourbon chicken guy at the sample line. yeah when it samples well uh, we know about your sample yeah i'll do the samples but you strike me as just you're gonna play the hits at the chinese restaurant over and over <laughs> general so's orange chicken just yeah. Steamed dumplings, yeah. white rice. You're just playing the hits. Maybe, maybe every once in a while, like I'll get crazy throwing a fried rice in like a low main. But not and that's as crazy as it gets. <laughs> that's but as not, crazy as it but gets. But not something like uh French fries. No. Okay. God. Stay in your lane. Well, you've Kong's got French kitchen. fries. You've got French fries there if you want. I Kong's kitchen needs to stay in the lane. Stay you know? in your lane. Yeah. I mean, come on. So how long have you been uh, quarantining now in the hotel? I got here on Tuesday. Um, I, I I got here on Tuesday. What is it? Thursday? I've got till Sunday and then, and then I but get you to don't work. really have to, do you? Well. It's not like I Hawaii mean, where you could feel the tension. No, 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 no. I can actually leave the room here. I just right. have to stay on hotel grounds. So I can go down to the restaurant, down in the lobby. Um, I can walk down there and sit on my computer or read. Um, I did go for a run, which might be uh, an illegal activity, but I don't think it is. Well, I mean, I you're for, you're on a you're on a roll. You violated all of Gavin Newsom's. Why not? Just that's true. Violate all of Atlanta's uh, rules exactly. too. 
It, well, this is not Georgia rules. This is company. This is production. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is not. And in, in Georgia, you don't have to quarantine. This is just okay. strictly production. Dude, am I going to come in? I'm coming home for uh, December for Christmas. Yeah. You're going go to go to Riel and the, see Chef Lachane? I might. I was going to think about coming to the station and fucking with you and Granado a little bit. Well, he's out of town on the 18th if you want to come directly in and do the show. I'm getting in on the 20th. You suck. We actually are going to be in that weekend, and we're taking vacation after that. So, oh, so you're going dark after that? Yeah, we're going dark until uh, January fourth. I mean, oh, on the okay. radio, but I'll right. be I'll be working doing draft stuff. But yeah, okay, we'll, so we'll you be and around. I will link up. For so, sure. but the chef thing, like, will you be done shooting by then? There's no way. No, 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 no. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go back home. I'm also doing Bosch, so I got to go back to uh, L.A. Doing Whoa, Bosch. What about your hair? Then- I, they're just, we're just going to have to make it work. I might wear a hat for Bosch. Okay. And then, uh, then I'll come back here in January, go back for a little more Bosch, come back here in the end of January, again in February and again in March. So we'll, we'll, you know, we're making Are you considered a busy actor? I'm very busy right now and I could not be more grateful. Yeah. Because it was a long time off. Is there any chance that me and Chef Lachane can come down to Atlanta and be technical advisors on, on, on the set with you guys? Zero. Well, no, we'll get COVID tests. That's no big Zero. deal. What about we all just go hang out at a restaurant or something? We're coming to Atlanta. Bring it, man. Bring it. Come to Hotlanta. In fact, we might even go to Kong's Kitchen when you get here. <laughs> well, that'd be great. I got a friend of mine who may uh, who may get a, a an interview there as a GM for the Falcons, a GM interview. So who oh, knows, really? man? Yeah, who knows? Maybe... Maybe I'll come down with him and uh, and I'll be an extra in one of the shots. By the way, I heard it. I thought it was very interesting. I heard your boy Daryl Morey say that when he resigned as the Rockets GM before he took the job as the 76ers GM, he was contacted by two football teams and a baseball team. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very interesting. I I said that the I said as soon as he was gone, I said this should immediately be the Houston Texans first phone call to Daryl Morey. And maybe they made it. I don't know. Maybe they were maybe the they ones. Maybe they were one of the teams. I really felt strongly. And I know Chris Ballard believes that Daryl could run an NFL team. That's really what it is. I mean, there's specifics, right. obviously. But do you understand the philosophy of it? I want to talk to you about something football-related before we get out of here. <clears throat> um, you do draft analysis. And you you write updates on players. I'd like to know after one game what your draft write-up is on Sarah Fuller, the female kicker for Vanderbilt. Such an asshole. You just watched a video. Are you actually an ally or not to the movie? I'm a full ally. I'm just asking. What my write-up is, if you are, and you watched this video today, so it sounds like something that might be taken out of context. Maybe I'm taking this out of context. Oh, yeah. I'm not setting a trap for you. It sounds like a trap. No, I'm just wondering what the write-up is. I know you talk okay. a lot about glutes and 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 hip movement and mm-hmm. Here's flexibility. The thing. Okay. Here's the thing. If you know anything about what I do, I don't make decisions, snap decisions based on a single play. I need multiple kicks. I need to see, instead of squib, squib kicking, I need to see a full-on kickoff. I need mm-hmm. to see... Field goals. I need to see field goals in inclement weather. I need to see field goals uh, in pressure situations. I need. I'd like to see trajectory of the kick. 
I would like to see if she can drive uh, the distance kicks, the 50 yarders, you know, with uh, a quick elevation to keep her from getting blocked. These are all things I need to see, Eric. And I couldn't gotcha. see it off of one 27 yard kickoff. Gotcha. Okay. Very well. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I might just go back down to the lobby and order, like, you know, a brownie. <laughs> you could. <laughs> You could, you could. I do like the fact that uh, you you aren't menaced. As soon as you walk outside of your door, there's not a menacing guard telling you to get no. back in your in your room like in like in Hawaii. Um. All right. So we've got a guest lined up for next week. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure our listeners will be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh. In the meantime, have you go watched home and Alone? Kiss your wife. Have you watched Alone yet? The winner of Alone, the last season of Alone is going to be on our podcast within the next two weeks. Okay. Well, then I'm going to go watch And it. I'm not going to say if it's he, not going to say she, he. I'm not going to say any of that stuff. But just know, the winner of the last season of Alone that just came on is going to be on our podcast. And Jeff Van Gundy, former Houston Rockets coach, NBA announcer, um, he's dying to get on the podcast with us. And he wants to have a little separate Zoom uh, get together with you and his daughter because she is a sophomore in high school and is thinking about going to USC film school. Fantastic. Well, we can make all that happen. I am going to go get my Kong's chicken, Kong's <laughs> kitchen chicken. Go say that three times fast. Kong's kitchen chicken. And I am going to uh, watch Alone season seven. Good move. I highly all recommend. Right.